Welcome to Punchboard Paradise, coming to you from the heartland of America in Omaha, Nebraska, where we discuss the world of tabletop gaming, the topics that affect the board game community, and give honest and fair reviews of the industry's hottest games. In episode 70, the Punchboarders talk about some recent plays, we revisit a previously played game, and then, oh yeah, top tens of all time. Hey everybody, I'm Clef. Hey, I'm Chad. I'm Richie. Okay guys, crossing our fingers, if this vaccine goes as well as it should, we might be at Origins next year. <laughs> that could be. Hey, you know what? As a frontline worker, I get mine on Tuesday. I was going to ask you that question. Oh, nice. Nice. Okay. So you yep. get one because uh, I was talking to uh, Michelle who works, uh, you know, with the elderly and in, in, uh, in nursing homes and things. And she's getting hers next week, too. So that's you get right. one also. That's awesome. Yeah. I kind of I kind of feel guilty because I want everybody that really needs one right now to get one, too. But, you know, uh, they that's it's yeah. first line. You got to start know. somewhere. Yeah. And that's yeah. the that's the right place to start. So, so that's good. But her whole her whole nursing home is getting them. And, you know, and, and certain uh, certain populations are getting them right now, too. But they're just, you know, because the the hospitals are getting them right now. So Ugh. hang in there, everybody. Yeah. Hang in there. And, you know, even though I, I haven't seen my family in almost a year, they live in Columbus. Uh, right. The con that I'm really excited about and that I hope that we actually Ooh, get to go to. I know what you're going to say. Con. Yeah. that would be nice that would be nice i uh i've never been and and i've talked to a lot of those people down there that go to that con and gosh you know we like those the only the only bad thing about that is it'll just be a weekend of me getting crushed but uh but other than that i don't see any problems with that all right no that's fine yeah (laughs) (laughs) and we can take a train down there yeah chad yeah that sounds like fun it'll take us 14 hours to get to kansas city yeah but that's okay. 14 hours. And for those of you who do not know, the, the normal distance from Omaha to Kansas City in a car is about three hours. But that's yeah, 14 so hours of Age of Steam playing. That's right. On, the on train. a train. There well, go. possibly. We'd have to get one of those carts that you could play Age of Steam on, like <laughs> yeah, a board true. game on. But yes. Or we could just drive down there real quick and then play Age of Steam when we get there. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Steve Richie's into the thematic idea of it, you know, like he just wants to play... You know, I love that idea, too. But I'm thinking we do something like, you know, we take a train out to like California or something like that, you know, through the mountains. That would probably make more sense. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's true. Trip. Eh, You know. So, Chad, unfortunately, since we still have not been all vaccinated or whatever, uh, you've kind of uh, been doing the solo route, I hear. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously with with uh things being as they are and, the you know, it's it's been better this past week. The governor had given out that whole you know, limit your gatherings and all that kind of stuff and all that. So it's staying home for me. And usually I've been working a lot of overtime. So my wife getting home, you know, she, she doesn't really feel like gaming most nights uh, by the time I get home. And so I've been playing a lot of solo. So I I guess I'll just talk about a few, a few solo games real quick. Um, I'll talk about, so I'll talk about Marvel Champions. I know you guys are kind of sick of hearing it, but Ant-Man just came out recently, and it's a really fun one because in Marvel Champions, you have your alter ego and your hero uh, aspect. And so that's been pretty cool, but they're kind of running stale as as they go through these heroes. Well, Ant-Man, you can be tiny Ant-Man or giant Ant-Man, and it's actually a card that folds out when you're giant Ant-Man. So some people online are kind of freaking out because they don't know how to sleeve this thing, you know, and it's driving them nuts. I don't worry too much about it, but 
I will say that it has reinvigorated the game a little bit for me because now you've got three aspects to switch between and uh, some combos and synergies that open up with that. So Ant-Man has been really fun to play Marvel Champions with, and I think he's now becoming one of my new favorites. So that's a fun little management aspect of Marvel Champions. So if you're into that and you haven't gotten that, uh, that one yet, I'd highly recommend it because it really opens up some new avenues of play. Another game that I just recently got from Buttonshy is called Sprawlopolis. Sprawlopolis is a 18-card card game that you can put in your wallet, and it basically is um, a solo game, but you can play it cooperatively too. So you get three cards, and you also have these, these cards are kind of a map, basically, and you're building out a, a city is what you're doing. And these cards have two sides to them. They have kind of a cityscape with, with four different kinds of uh, landscapes, kind of grassy area and industry and some other stuff. And then they have a road running through it too. So basically on the other side, there are scoring rules to win. So when you start, you're going to flip up three of these cards and you are going to, th those are going to be the rules for that game. Uh, on what you score and you're basically kind of drafting you get like three cards at a time and you're trying to decide where to put them down based on the rules that you uh, that you have turned up and also sort of contiguous placement so you get points for for your largest uh, connected spots kind of like Clef on my city uh, which I know you've been playing with Missy uh -huh. and and so then then um, when when you score, you kind of score those together. And plus, then you have to have minus points for every separate sort of road. So you kind of want all the roads to connect as much as they can to one piece. Because if they are in separate roads, they subtract off your score. But it's a neat little, I mean, it fits in your wallet. It's a great game. You know, like in times where we can go out in public again, this is a perfect game while you're waiting with somebody. I mean, anybody can join in because you're you're just dealing another hand of drafting. Basically, what you do is you have three cards and then the other person next to you has three cards or no, excuse me, has has one card. And so what you do is you play your one card and then you give your two cards to that next person. So they're kind of getting one that they already had and two that you passed up on. So it, it's there are interesting decisions in the game, but as a solo game, I really enjoyed it. Moved very quick and played it a couple times. Lastly, and I know I've talked about it before, but I played Bonfire, Stefan Feld's newest release on um, on on solo, basically. And I really like this as a solo game. It's uh, it's a lot of setup. I will say that because just like any Feld, there's a lot of cardboard chits to manage. But uh, in, in, in Bonfire, and I've kind of explained it before, it's this really weird uh, theme where you're kind of like trying to relight these bonfires and you're using these gnomes uh, to help bring these sort of guardians to uh, align and relight the bonfires. But really what you're doing is you are trying to create these links on your player board with certain tiles and you can build across left to right with the path tiles, but then the linking that links the path to your center of your board that builds across right to left. And you have this little dial in the center where you're going to get to take some of those, or you'll get to take extra actions. Uh, the way that you take actions in this game is also based on these little bars that have three actions at a time and you place them out 
uh, on your board. And if you can match those together, as you place them out, you get more of the same action if you if you match them up. It's very intricate. It, it reminds me of, it gives me the same feeling as Aquasphere or Trajan, actually. Uh, the Aquasphere part of it is because you're planning so much. You want so much to link out up because you're doing that right to left build and left to right build and trying to move the your guardians in a procession and all those kinds of things and really trying to manage your resources and get different powers so there's so much of that now it's a lot of multiplayer solitaire in some parts but you can take other people's scoring objectives if you're watching what you're what they're doing so that's that's kind of why it's fun to play multiplayer however I will say that the solo is great. You're playing against a bot, which is cards, and you also have a timer because uh, certain things are normally the time of the game. When you get out certain uh, gnomes, then uh, that that ends the game. Or with this deck, if you've gone through it four times, that will end the game as well. So like I said, uh, if you're looking for a solo experience and you really like Feld, I'd highly suggest it. He doesn't have a lot of solo games that I can think of but this one, this one does it really nicely. So for Feld fans, this is probably a must because I think it's one of his better games and a return to form for him. Clef, have you played Bonfire yet? Um, yeah, actually, I just played it last night. Okay, uh, and yeah. so I, I imagine you probably didn't like it as much as I did, but what were your thoughts on it? Uh, no, actually, I quite enjoyed it. I thought for a, you know, a medium-weight Euro, I thought um, almost kind of like a return to what I really like about Feld, um, you know, the different, a uh, lot of different actions, a lot of different decision-making. Um, as you said, there's a lot of planning in it where you need to figure out exactly what you got to have a plan. I should say, you, you really got to make sure you know what you're doing and try to like keep with that plan. Um, yeah, I, I you know, it, it's a medium weight Euro to me, which is, you know, not maybe like, Oh my God right now to me, but I still thought it was a good game. I'm looking forward to trying it again. We only have the one play of it, and uh, we were kind of playing with the. We didn't even read what the uh, how you scored points at the end of the game. We were just kind of playing it just to get the mechanisms rolling or whatever. But uh, yeah, I like. You know, I think probably my biggest knock on it, which is going to be the biggest knock, I feel like you're always going to say about Feld is there's not a lot of player interaction. Uh, that moving of that little bonfire token, you might be like, "Ooh, I hope somebody doesn't move it before I get to it." Um, or grab a, you know, grab a token or grab one of those little task tiles or put one of those novices out, those neutral guys. But, you know, uh, that's, it's not what you're really looking for. I think in a field, you're just looking for something that's kind of a puzzle. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually glad, uh, that I have it. And, and for me, I like it a lot better than his other release, um, which, you know, the, uh, castles of Tuscany, which just came out. Um, I, I thought it was more of a true Feld type of game in, in bonfire. So. Uh, yeah, so I, I that's kind of the way that I felt is that you would like, you know, because like I said, it has that sort of aquasphere. And didn't you, but didn't you feel like you could take each other's task tiles in that, you know, you, the ones where you're trying to score certain things, if you were watching what they were doing sometimes? Uh, I mean, I guess I didn't really watch that maybe closely enough. I mean, I was still trying to, it was first game, so I'm still just trying to figure out what my, what I'm doing. So I guess I didn't pay enough attention to what other people were doing. So maybe in future games, maybe that is something more where you could be like, "Ooh, I see they have three seashells and there's a task out there real easy for them to grab. So maybe I should go get it first. So I could see I could see a little bit of player interaction, but that's still, you know, it's uh, as, as player interaction goes for me, that's that's kind of the, you know, just kind of the uh, 
oh, I'm going to take something before you can get to it type of thing. Okay, well, then I'll just go get another different task tile. So I don't know. Well, but, so yeah. so I, I do have a, a point of contention uh, for you, Clef, because um, I do want to say it shows how much uh, our podcast has changed because uh, there's a woman online that I've been talking to uh, periodically. Melanie is her name. And she, I knew, had used to listen to the, the podcast. And she likes kind of medium weight euros. And uh, somebody was asking for recommendations on on sort of uh, different podcasts. And uh, a lot of people brought up different ones. But she actually expressly mentioned, you know, I'm really uh, I'm really sad because I recommended this podcast to somebody. And then all of a sudden uh, he listened to it and he was really frustrated because all they talked about for the whole episode was GMT and coin games. <laughs> and I, I saw that post and I knew exactly that she was talking about us. And I go, ooh, Melody, so sorry. She's like, yeah, what happened? She's like, I hadn't listened to the last couple episodes and then I recommended your podcast. And all of a sudden, it's like not anything I play anymore. So, Hey, we so, still uh, play medium weight we euros. Still play medium weight. There's still many medium weight euros that we love every every yeah. once in a while yeah <laughs> it's just right now the hotness for us is is a little something different so melanie don't worry we're still going to talk a lot about euros all right <laughs> <laughs> well before i'd love to hear more about your castles of tuscany but before we do that i just really want to say because i don't want to shirk anybody but i want to talk about sprawlopolis because we haven't talked about it on the podcast before i just want to say that it's designed by Stephen aramini aramini Danny Devine and Paul Klinka. So there's th there's that. And you can get that at Button Shy for a really nice price if you were looking at solo games. But Clef, I'm sorry. Ooh. Tell us about Castles no. of Tuscany. Uh, yeah, I got in a uh, two-player game of it. So uh, it's about, been about a week ago. Um, so you certainly, it's a tile placement game. And if you've played Castles of Burgundy, a lot of the tiles and the actions are going to have a similar feel, you know, like you're, you're going to first grab a tile and put it into a waiting area, and then you're going to have actions to take from the waiting area and put it into the village or your kingdom type of thing that you're going to be placing out there. And they're going to then give you different actions. It's, I mean, just flat out, I'm going to tell you, it's very light and it's very quick. I mean, we literally read from the rule book and finished a game in about a little over an hour. Um, like learning it brand new, reading from the rule book. It's, it's very quick and very simple. Um, there's a little bit of player interaction where you have tiles out and you might want to grab a tile before somebody else does. And then when you remove a tile, then you're going to randomly put one of your tiles back out onto this area. So you might like flip over a really good one for your opponent and then they get to grab it. But obviously if your storage is all full, you can't grab a tile. So there's that. But, um, it, you know, now that saying it, it was light and quick is, is not a knock on the game. I mean, there's a lot of great light, quick games out there. I just didn't feel like there was for me, there wasn't enough meat on the bone. I'm going to just simply go play Castles of Burgundy if I'm going to play that type of game and get what I want, the feelings of that tile placement out of that game than, than Castles of Tuscany. I, I feel like this is almost a game where he made it you know like when he made castles of burgundy the card game you know how it was supposed to be kind of quicker and a little bit smaller of a footprint and it really didn't end up doing it any of that it. yeah yeah um yeah. i think maybe this is a better attempt for him to do that to make this a a much smaller footprint and a much quicker and more of a basic type of game i mean i feel like 
you could get a lot of people to play this and, and really learn the rules pretty quickly and, and enjoy this type of game who maybe are not, you know, heavier type of gamers. Although, don't forget, they also made Castles of Burgundy the dice game. Well, I, I, sure. I don't even think that. Yeah, I don't know. That was the only one that I didn't enjoy, to be honest with you, because I love the card game for solo, to be honest. If I'm going to play a solo game, that's probably my favorite solo game of all time was Castles of Burgundy the card game, because simply you weren't just trying to score high points. You actually were like competing. You know, they did a good job of making a bot you were competing against. And right. I found that to be entertaining mm. as opposed to just, oh, and what was your score? You know, type of thing. So, yeah. Right. But, so uh, I'd love to hear you. I'd love to hear you contrast this with and I, we talked about it on the last couple of podcasts, I think. But I know you've been playing more of my city. Uh, so I'd love to hear you talk about that, which is also a tile layer. And you're, you know, doing, you know, you're doing placement and it's very light and it's supposed to move quick. Right. Uh, yes. And it does. Um, my city, it, well, it is very kind of quick and you can knock out um you know they they have chapters in in this you know this legacy game and there's three episodes per chapter you can knock out a a chapter in about i don't know 45 minutes to an hour usually um but i found my city to be much more engaging where which sounds kind of weird because you're flipping over the same cards and both people are building at the same time but as this legacy game goes on you have different things and different stickers you're placing so then where you put your buildings is going to be much different than your opponent. And it was just such a quick, fast paced game back and forth that it just, I don't know. I, it never outstayed its welcome. Like a lot of legacy games feel like to me and the rule changes that they would have were so they were very quick to learn. And yet it was, you know, a lot of times they made really big impacts on the game and made it just uh, almost feel like I was playing a new game every single chapter with whatever was coming new. Um, uh, cause I'll tell you right now, I thoroughly enjoyed my city, uh, to the point where I hope that, uh, Canizia makes a, uh, like a sequel or something comes out with, you know, wow. my city too. Yeah. I think my, that's big for uh, you. Yeah. A, a legacy game, a legacy game, right? I mean, by far yeah. the best legacy game I've ever played. Hands down. Not, not even nothing else is even close. So, and Richie, I think you'll have to try it out. I think it's just because there's so little barrier there you know it just mm -hmm. feels like 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 clef said you can go so quick those rules are so light and simple but they still provide good decision points there's just no no friction no barrier to, yeah. to to going through those games and it just feels very pleasurable to knock a couple out it's perfect for for people that you know have a family and want a game with their significant other because you can you can do one you could even do one episode you know, in the chapter, basically, which, in my opinion, is about 10, 15 minutes sometimes. Yeah. So. All right. Sold. Uh, yeah. It's in the cart. I'm well, buying it. Honestly, <laughs> uh, Missy and I talked about the fact I'd almost said I'd get a new copy and then we could play with like uh, our kids. But then we thought the only problem with that is part of the fun of it is exploring and finding out how different things. And if you kind of knew what was coming, you'd be better to plan for it. So it might not be quite as fun. That's why I'm hoping for a My City too. Canizia, yeah. get on yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Let's let's uh let's talk about something meatier. Richie, what do you got to talk about here? <laughs> well, 
Uh, I'll be honest with you guys. Out of my last ten plays, six of them have been Age of Steam. <laughs> <laughs> Although one of them was with the Punch Bunch. I got in a game with Ben Coberly, Jason Brent, and Joe Farrell on Tabletop Simulator, nice. uh, which was a lot of fun. I think that was Ben's first game, if I remember correctly, and he enjoyed it. So, oh, did you play Rust Belt? Uh, yeah, we we did stick to Rust Belt okay. uh, since yeah. that was his first game, uh, and that actually plays very well on Tabletop Simulator. So I'm I'm up for some more games on there, and they have a lot of the maps on there. Hmm. Uh, so yeah, that's that's all I've been playing. We did get in a play of All Bridges Burning, which I, I posted on Instagram. Uh, but I want to get in some more plays before we actually talk about it. It was fun, but we basically just opened up the box and went. We yeah. didn't really read the rules. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, we, and we didn't even finish the game technically. So no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, it got a little late. <laughs> it, it was it was running long, but uh, but it was enjoyable from for what we did play of it for sure. Yes, definitely. Uh, but Chad, I think you would really like. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna talk about Age of Steam map. I think sure. you would really enjoy <laughs> the 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 two that we played uh, this past week. It was well, they're both Ted Alspach maps, and the the first one was, that we played was Disco Inferno. Oh yeah, I've so, heard a lot about this. So good. Yeah, it was so good. And it's one of those where, like, when you see the theme and you see the map, you're like, I don't want to play this. This uh-huh. looks stupid. <laughs> uh-huh. But the whole theme is that. You, you don't have goods. You have dancers. The, that's what the cubes are. And they're, <laughs> and you don't have cities. You have discotheques on the board. <laughs> and, so wait, uh, uh, is this just because of my love of Age of Steam or is this because I've always wanted to be a solid gold dancer? Because Yeah. A little bit of both. Uh, yeah. Very much I think a dancer. It, it hits my, I, Venn, my Venn diagram sweetness, man. I'm, I'm in. Okay. So what are the rules on this? Oh, oh. <laughs> Got to tell you the best rule, though. No, continue, oh, Richard. Yeah, tell, tell, tell them all the other rules. I'll tell them the best rule. Yes. All right. Okay. And continue. actually, this may hurt you, Chad, because I, <laughs> I know you love to sing. And <laughs> the <laughs> there's a singing penalty. Yeah. If anyone is caught singing or humming when it's not their turn, you lose one income. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Wait, now, is this and we were singing enforcing. or humming disco inferno or just in general? Anything. In general, yep. Ooh, now we yeah. were playing disco music while we were playing, but <laughs> of course, if you, yeah. Well, we allowed whistling, but next time we play this, no whistling. Yeah. Well, oh yeah, I I would I would say that that has to include whistling. Yeah, we, that's the yeah. most obnoxious of all, really. <laughs> but we did think uh, but, about the fact that if you were like at eleven on your income. You could like take income and then you could sing real quick. So you go down one income. So that way when income reduction comes, you don't take income reduction. (laughs) I've broken the system. (laughs) Uh, But the other rules that change. So uh, as far as the map goes, it's all on fire. It's just all flames. And so all the flames cost $3, which doesn't seem like a big deal, that extra dollar, uh, but it is. And uh, the other things that change on there is that when you move the dancers, you can create a chain reaction. So if you make a delivery to a city, as long as it's still within your your uh, your engine level, you can continue to make a delivery uh, starting from that city that you just delivered to. So if you delivered a blue to a city with one link, and let's say your, your local is uh, at three, and then from that blue city, you could deliver, let's say, a black cube, two more, you could do that. Which was actually wow. really cool, and it made that it is so awesome. that, like, the, as far as you, the normal route building, it just made that a lot more interesting as well. Yeah, I can see you can that. You kind of just branch out where you normally kind of want to, you know, kind of keep a kind of straight, contiguous, maybe even try to circle around uh, type path. Uh, so that was interesting, and then also uh, one of the things that 
I really liked was the uh, they call it uh, burn baby burn in the <laughs> rules. <laughs> but as soon as the last uh, good is delivered out of a city or dancer is delivered out of a, a discotheque, it burns down. So it just becomes a colorless city that you cannot you can't deliver to. It still counts as a stop, so you can still you know uh, go through it, but it just burns down. And you you can't make deliveries there anymore. Wow. Which I love if you it. want to screw with people, you can really. Yeah really mess with them by taking those goods out of there. Oh, man. Uh, but it, it was a fantastic map. It's, it's, uh, it's definitely a top 10 map. Oh, I, I, I am excited to play that one. Oh, that sounds great. So now, did you print that off of BGG then? Uh, yeah, I did. I print that off. I think uh, the one I printed was from, I think his name is Rocket Surgeon, and he has a, uh, a geek list on BGG uh, where all the lists or all the maps where he's gotten permission to, to put up there, uh, he, you can print, print off. That is cool, man. Uh, but yeah, it, it was fantastic. Get that vaccine so we can get some. Agency, hey, man. it's <laughs> happening this week, so you can bet on it. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. Well, nice. Well, I think it's time to move on. And uh, is it, know, is do, it, do is something. it Patreon time? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I am really excited to announce uh, our newest patron. He's uh he's a good guy, and uh, he's gonna have to give us his uh, top ten list too. It sounds like, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, never gonna happen. Yeah, <laughs> never gonna happen. We no. asked him for it really? already, and we tried yeah. to pressure him for it. It's not gonna happen. Oh man. His his top ten is the game that you put in front of him at that moment. <laughs> yeah. He We're, just does um, not. He does not care. He just enjoys playing games and hanging out. But he doesn't really, you know. I, I think if you, you know what we should do? What? We should have him do a top 10 miniatures, something that he likes to pick. Because he likes to do the painting. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. really good at painting and he likes to do that. That, that might be yeah. a thing. Top 10 maybe, maybe games should, with miniatures to paint. There you go. There's okay, I like, like that. that. Yeah, I like maybe that. that's what we'll let him uh, do. I shoot. Yeah, well, okay, because I was going to I was gonna have him just, I was just going to do a fake top 10 for him. All of them be alien uh Alien, whatever that game <laughs> Alien is. Alien artifacts? Yeah. Artifacts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, I, we've, we, haven't, we haven't even said his name yet. It's Josh Whitley. And uh, so we are thankful to uh, all of our patrons. Uh, it's it's a really an honor that everybody um, who continues to support us, it's a big deal to us. And Josh, we want to say thank you so much. Uh, we appreciate your friendship and your support. And uh, the same goes out to all the other patrons. And, of course, if you can't support us, we totally understand in these crazy times uh, and, and all other times, too, really. But uh, we just want to say thank you to everybody who continues to listen, to continues to boost our signal, continues to give us reviews, all those kinds of things. Thank you so much. Now, now what if one of our listeners wins a lottery? Would we expect them to become a patron then? Uh, I would definitely want to talk to that person. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then I'd get back to you. <laughs> I think it should be the one rule. If you win yeah. the lottery and at least a dollar, at least a dollar. Yeah. Do a dollar a month. Right? Yeah. I mean, that's the new rule. It's our only rule. Otherwise you can do whatever you want. <laughs> Anyways. Thanks, Josh. We really, really do appreciate it. And yeah. as we said, all of our Patreons really appreciate it. And all of our listeners, you guys are amazing. And, uh, yeah, let's uh let's yeah. move on to previously reviewed played game of the year that was a go. So around about over a year ago, we played and reviewed 
Escape Plan from Eagle Griffin Games and the incomparable Vital Lacerda, and uh, we gave it we gave it some numbers. So uh, <laughs> the numbers that we gave it, I believe, uh, I believe, Clef and Richie, you guys previously gave this game a three. Uh, what what say you, Clef, to your uh, your current feelings on Escape Plan? Well, if I'm going to be completely honest, I have not thought about this game one moment since we have been done reviewing it. Um, it was obviously my uh, lowest of the Lacerda games. Um, it just it it just wasn't for me. Uh, the theme didn't do it. The mechanisms, you know, just how it was played. I certainly did not like the. Uh, I can't, it's even hard for me to remember, but I remember when somebody gets out, then it starts costing you more money to get out or something. I, I don't even remember at this point, but, um, so I don't have any, des- I mean, like if somebody said, Hey, do you want to play escape plan? I would fervently try to sway some other way or then say, I have to go home because my wife's calling me. I, I just don't have any desire to play it. <laughs> um, so I don't know. I, I guess if I'd be quite honest with you, probably means it's a two for me. Cause I mean, I just, I don't have any desire to play it. There's just too many other games that I want to play. Um, and I think three would mean you'd, I'd want to play it if somebody, or I'd play it if somebody asked, right. Isn't that sure. what yeah. three is? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, that's, that's so I feel like, yeah, I feel like I got to go to a two. So that's, that's where I'd be at. What about you, Richie? I have not thought of this game. And honestly, yes, if I think even in the review, I said that if Chad threw it on the table, that I would play it. If Chad threw it on the table, I'd probably cover it up with an Age of Steam map or <laughs> the Gallerist or Vino, something else. Yeah. Um, I would, on Mars, I would push yeah. this towards yeah. something else. On Mars, yeah, yeah any of those I would play uh, before this. Uh, a lot of other games I would play before we got the down to Escape Plan. So uh, it's, it's going down to a two for me as well. What about you, Chad? Well, for me, I gave this a five. The reasoning for me to give it a five was I said uh, at the time our our list, and this may change, but a five was it's going to be a contender for our top ten of the year, which that's tough, honestly. You know, the stuff that we love, sometimes it's it's hard um, to put together a top ten of the year that we love that much. You know what I mean? And so sometimes that's tough. So. I would say, honestly, I kept it, and I, I plan on keeping it in my collection. So right there, it says it's not a three, but it's not a five. It's a four, and the problems that people have with this, I totally understand. I would say I really only want to play this with three, maybe four people who know what they're doing. I'm not going to play it a ton. There are certain people that I'm going to take it off the shelf for. It's kind of like, and we had said this before, it's a more fiddly version of Clank in some ways. Uh, what it does is, is really cool, and I, I still really like what it does, but like I said, I see why uh, people don't like it. So I'm going to give it a four, and I will say, unless you're a really big Lacerda fan, you probably don't need to own this one. And that's my feelings on it. But our feelings aren't really the most important thing. I mean, we have some, uh, we have some members of the Punch Bunch who have some things to say about it as well. Clef, why don't you uh, why don't you talk about some of our punch bunch? Uh, let's see what they had to say over on our guild three two two seven. All right. Well, uh, Tony Lawhorn said, "I haven't played it, but I'd be up for it." Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, Tony. Uh, 
that was nice and succinct. I uh, I definitely appreciate uh, a man of uh, knows what he likes and you know. Uh, yeah, he, he doesn't have to say a lot of words. Hey, yeah, he's that's not right. played it. He'd, he'd right. be willing to. Yeah. 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 Well, Richie, uh, how about you read us one? All right. So Gabriel Perez says, I have one play, and that was in 2019. My impression, I liked it, but I do not remember why. The board is beautiful, and the game pieces are nice, which that is true. It is a fantastic production, as usual, from Eagle Griffin. Well, maybe if Gabriel doesn't remember why he liked it, maybe it was a different game. Maybe it was Age of Steam that he played. (laughs) Hey, that's revisionist history right there. But uh, I will say, yes, the game itself is beautiful, and that could factor into my rating. So uh, Jake, one of our listeners, Jake Blomquist, said, I played it once. I thought it was fine, but unremarkable. I don't remember it well enough, but probably a three out of six. Vital is my favorite designer, and all his other games are a five or a six for me. It might be partially the theme that doesn't excite me as much as some of his others, which I know might sound weird, but it's how I feel. But also, I think one of the things I love about Vital's games is how interconnected everything is, and with a lighter, simpler game, that aspect doesn't come through as much. I think his goal with the game was to make a more medium-weight game than his usual, and I think he did that, but for my taste, his style is meant for a heavier game. And I think that those are good words from from Jake. Well said. Well said. That's a good, good, good review right there. Yep. Well, uh, speaking of uh, smart people that we appreciate, I think now would be a good time to, uh, to hear a word from our sponsor, don't you? Hey, Punch Bunch. Are you tired of having all your resources and chits all over the table? Well, do I have a solution for you? Magnetic hex trays from 3D Bitspace. They will keep your table organized and be a huge space saver. So head on over to 3D Bitspace at Etsy.com and order yours today. And if you mention Punchboard Paradise, you're going to get a free hex tray. Now it's time for what everybody's been waiting for. Uh, our top tens, even our local listeners, people uh, people have said, hey, um, you guys you guys are putting that out right next week, right? Right? <laughs> I'll get texts. I got all it's kinds coming. of messages. Here it so is. Like, yeah, ready. here it is. What everybody's been waiting for. So, Richie, uh, you can put on that good top 10 music. waited for it here it is it's our top tens we've talked about it and we are going to keep the same order that we had for our 20 through 11s and so i will go first and clef will go second and richie will go last but we are going to uh try to guess each other's top tens so we will kind of mark them down and people will get points for having them on the list and then you'll get an extra point if you had it in the right spot okay so so before he starts here richie yeah. I've got nine games. I literally don't have a tenth for him. Do you have ten games? <laughs> I do have ten. One of them is kind of a catch all. Okay. Oh, that's so that's my there, kind of my catch all too. So okay. So I'm Okay. I do have ten. But honestly, I have to thank uh, Joe Farrell because one in our forums on BGG, he listed all the games that we had already picked. Whoa, you which mean I meant you cheated? Is that what you're about to say? No, I didn't cheat. I no, I needed that list. <laughs> I needed the list of everything we've already picked. <laughs> <laughs> that seems unfair. I didn't even see that. Well, it's all, it's in the forums. <laughs> oh, man. Man, Richie's like using, and Joe's like an encyclopedia of I knowledge know. of our Joe's show. Like, so. Exactly. <laughs> Joe took the square root well, of my answers. He's got my whole we, list. 
we probably need to start paying Joe for some of these things he looks up for <laughs> everybody <laughs> on there. <laughs> hey, I, I tipped a little. I tipped a little geek gold. Oh, okay, gold. good. Right, yeah, right, Joe right, is right. Joe is basically Punchboard Paradise's uh, deep blue. So yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, and and we did say uh, whoever whoever got closest. I, I think people just kind of talked about their own top tens for the most part, but. Uh, whoever got closest to people's top tens, uh, we would give them some geek gold. So if you, uh, you know, it, it, we'll see what what gets posted before Wednesday when this episode drops, and uh, I, I will definitely be happy to drop uh, drop a fair amount of geek gold to the winner here. Still, nice. All right. All right. Let's okay. Well, here we go, gentlemen. So coming in at number ten was a game that I had previously had high, but it wasn't the highest. Uh, from this designer on my list last year. This cracked the top 10 for the first time, and uh, I can thank my wife for that, and I can thank the expansion for that. I'm going to say my number 10 is Uwe Rosenberg's Agricola. So oh, there you I go. I forgot about Agricola. Yeah. Oh, I did too. I didn't even, I didn't even think about Agricola. Nope, I totally forgot about it. Yep. Um, so there are new one. decks coming out for this game too still. That tells you the longevity for a game that came out, I think, in 2009. He's still releasing new card decks, and that's actually why I'm I'm interested in in his new release, Hallertau. I've heard, uh, you know, some people like it a lot, some people not so much. But the thing is about this Hallertau coming up, a lot of it has to do with card decks, and if you can vary that up so much, I mean, you can really change the game. And that's what happens with Agricola and with the Farmers of the Moor expansion. My wife and I, we love it. We really enjoy uh, the the grittiness, uh, the, the fact that you've built a farm when you're done, but also those tough decisions grinding out using those cards. Uh, Agricola is just, it's, it's really risen, and there's a reason it's a classic, so it had to make my number 10, Agricola. Nice. All right. Yeah. Well, we're off to a bad start, Club. That's yeah, okay. All right. We're, we're even still. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, we're still even. <laughs> Number nine is creeping up this year. It's been creeping up. Uh, and uh, it, it is the first time again for it to crack my top 10. But I was talking about it last year. In fact, we talked about it in the episode that we talked about our top 10. And everybody was excited to have gotten in a play or a recent play of this Ooh, game. I got and, the guess of it. I got a guess. So, uh, what, what do you want to guess? It's a Lacerda game. Nope. It oh. is The Great Zimbabwe. Oh, wow. All right. I, I, I have The Great Zimbabwe on there, but I had you at, I had it a little higher. I had it for your number seven. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, good good guess. This is by far my favorite uh, Splatter game, and everybody has their own individual favorites of, of Splatter. I, I get it. I just like what this game does. I like the variable uh, winning conditions, you know, adding some powers to your to your stable, but then also increasing the score that you have to hit. Uh, I like the way that you use each other, that you hub and you can use each other's resources, but also you can use up resources. I like, um, I, I do like this at two players, even though the auction isn't as interesting at the beginning. I, it's one of my favorite uh, favorites at two players besides maybe antiquity. So I just, I really like this game, and I think it makes, except for the hubbing rule, it makes the most sense of all the of all the splatters. Okay, solid uh, pick. You're you're ahead of me, Richie. I I blanked on that one. You didn't have nope. Well, I once again, out. thank you, Joe Farrell, for having the list of what we. <laughs> oh, so once again, chosen. cheating. Okay, how's that cheating? It is cheating. I agree, but but uh, how's that cheating? <laughs> <laughs> it's everything we said on the last episode. 
cool. That's my number nine, The Great sure. Zimbabwe. Okay. Uh-huh. All right. Continue, and Chad. Number eight <laughs> is uh, is the reason that, at least for the foreseeable future, unless I teach this game to somebody else, number eight is uh, the reason that I will be linked to Richie. Um, he still needs to stay around. Ooh, if he were to move away, right. I'd be really upset for several reasons. But Matai and I is the biggest reason for uh, for me to 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 want to keep Richie around in Omaha. So <laughs> <laughs> I added a little higher again. I added it at six for you. I added it at seven. I was one off. Yeah, this is uh, this is such a great game, man. It's such a great game, and yes, Glory to Rome is good too. But this is so quick. Again, I only want to really play it two player. Not that I wouldn't play it three, but I mean, it's just so much. It's a back and forth game, and it's much yeah, easier to too. keep track of what the other person's doing. I got Jessica on this past uh, couple weeks ago. It was her birthday, and I watched the kids and one of her friends' kids as they they went out to eat. And so for payment for that, I got her to play two games with Matai and I back to back because you know how that helps. Right. Yeah, absolutely. You know, like the game more. Yeah. She still hates it, but (laughs) But, I got to play two more times. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) You're not going to convince her. I feel like. I feel like I should play this game again. Since you guys love this game so much, I really should give this game a shot again because it was a long time ago that I played it. So yep. next time one of you is around, bust it out, I'll give it a shot. All if, right. If we're right. not playing Aegis team. All right. Clef just, Clef, <laughs> Clef just wants, uh, wants a reason for us to keep him in Omaha too. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't care about me. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. My number seven is one that you guys, uh, both of you, don't love as much, and I think it's actually going down and down and down even further as we, as we, uh, as the months go on. But it makes me sad. I really like this game. I think it was by far one of the best of last year. Um, it was a nominee of uh, Heavy Cardboard's uh, Golden Elephant in a year that, if you look at that Golden Elephant, and now that doesn't just encompass. Uh, 2020 encompasses a lot of games from 2019. But if you look at that year and all their nominees, those are some darn good games. But uh, this game sits atop near the the top of the list for me anyway. And it is Barrage from uh, Tomasa. Mm, I had that way higher. I I really did think. Uh, I had had had, that as your number three. uh, I had Barrage and my time. I swapped. I had them at seven and Mm. eight as opposed to eight and seven. And I was that close. Yeah, that's sorry, Chad. Continue. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> I, I I say this every time we talk about it, but I can see this game really changing up with different things, flipping the maps around and messing with the power stations. I had uh, I, I listened to um, a podcast I don't often listen to called the Gaming Moguls. Uh, they like to play. They're a little. They're not always consistent with their episodes, but they like to play um, the kind of games we like to play quite often, uh, including some eighteen XX stuff, and they talked about one of them talked about teaching it to a new group and he played without ever building anything but power stations because he had a really good power uh and he just built the power stations and made everybody pay him and he got, he locked those out real early in the game it's just it is just so fun and the worker placement spots are a you know that's pretty accessible for a lot of gamers i think and so that's kind of a way in to play this you know really interactive and sometimes very mean game i i, I like barrage a lot so that's why it made my number seven. I just wish they could figure out how to ship stuff. <laughs> they have they have messed up. They have messed why, up this game. It's very sad. 
how do you reship stuff out in a, like a like a flimsy little packaging thing? I mean, everybody's I've seen has come damaged. Yeah, uh, the boards. I don't they, even understand. And, and, the, and these that. are supposed to fix the stuff that they already messed up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's yeah. not a good look for them. It definitely is, would have done better. But it, hey. it is it is a really big mistake, and it's one of the reasons that. Um, you know, that I'm really reluctant to do anything from them from a Kickstarter perspective because, woof, I got mine uh, uh, in regular distribution from a store. But, well, speaking of uh, games that were great this past year and on the Golden Elephant list, this is one that I know that we all do like quite a bit. And uh, that is Cole Worley's PAX Premier Second Edition. Mm. Ooh, I had this higher for you. Yeah, well, it's a great game. I just, I mean, there's so many great games, so it's really tough for me. But yeah, yeah it is, uh, it's at six for me. And I, you guys at this point, unfortunately, and this is true of a lot of games just because of what I get to play and when I get to play. But you guys have probably had more plays at this point than I have. But I really like this game. I like how... Uh, the players at the table dictate so much of the game. The way you switch allegiances, the way it's back and forth, it's just so good. So, man, Pax yeah, Premier. I was one off. I had it as your number five. Yeah. I, I need more plays of this, but uh, it, and it opened the gateway for me for the other the other games. I'm, I'm working on a solo game up, upstairs right now of Pax Transhumanity. So, and I know you guys weren't so fond of that, but uh, we'll see. I, I, I'm, I'm excited to get some of the other PAX games as well to the table. That is my number six, PAX Premier Second Edition. My number five is uh, is the Brasses, the Brass Eye. Uh, mm, that still has to make the again. list. Mm, I was one off on that. Dang it. <laughs> uh, yeah, the Brass Eye have to make the list. I mean, it is Martin Wallace. I feel like, I don't know if this is true, but I feel like, I feel like brass caused a sea change in the podcast itself. I feel like this was where a turning point was for us, where we started to go down a road of more interaction in games. It was very subtle at first and then kind of kept going. And I, I, I don't know. I could be wrong, but I just feel like. No, I would agree. That, yeah, that, I agree. That, is, that is where it happened for us. So brass just, I mean, and again, this is another one. Cleffa has played the bejesus out of this one and uh and i have not had nearly as many plays but i still recognize that it's um in my opinion um among many great games martin wallace's crowning achievement so that's why brass had to make this list the smart interaction of using people's buildings using people's coal all that kind of stuff oh so good brass is my number five uh coming up and this is also new to the top 10 list and uh clef mentioned it earlier but man, uh, I really yeah. like this game a lot. It had to it had to make my list. And uh, I was shocked though how high it was up there. On Mars is my number four. And uh, I'm also shocked. I had it at your number eight. Yeah. I had it I had it at six. So I, I knew it was gonna be pretty mm -hmm. high on his list. Yeah. Uh, this is this is another great the interaction in this game is really great too. And it's smart interaction, right? Like one of my favorite things about this is how you can use other people's technologies once they get them, but then you're also uh, you're also helping their technology if they've if they've managed it smartly, you're helping them move it up. So then they're gonna get more points for it and it's gonna become stronger. Um, on Mars is really interesting too with the uh, with the buildings and and building next to each other or using uh, scientists. It's it's so smart. But I think my favorite thing and why it moves it up there so high for me 
is it is a, a, one of the few Lacerda games that you can really control how long of a game you want to play. Most times I'm going to pick the medium length game, but you could play a very short game with two short objectives for your end. And uh, I like having that control over it. I like that I can make a really long game with two long objectives. So those th- that those kinds of things are great. I really like that about the game. And uh, that's my number four on Mars. All right. Number three won't be any surprise to anybody. Um, you guys might even have this in the right place. Both of you's, we'll see. But uh, that's another Lacerda. It's Lisboa. Mm, no, I had it at your number no. two. Probably I had it number two. Oh, okay. So it's it's probably the most thematic, uh, the most thematic uh, Lacerda in my opinion, because uh, <laughs> he gives great examples. I think the rule book is an example for how the rule book should be done. I believe Paul Grogan did that rule book, and it shows. It is laid out so nicely, and there's uh, in different color. There's historical text as to why certain mechanisms are included and how they work in the game and why they worked uh, differently in the history. It's just so good. The combination of uh, tr- the multi-use cards, even though they're just two uses, it's a delicious, uh, a delicious decision point. And then the building mechanism is a whole nother game now, um, Mercado de Lisboa, which should be uh, coming out from Kickstarter soon. So. Just a great game. Love Lisboa. That's my number three. All right. All right. Well, uh, you know. We're definitely the- not getting number two right, Richie, if we both have Lisboa at number two. <laughs> no. Yeah, you guys can hold I'm off that. I'm hoping to get you, number one right. But you know that <laughs> but you But I don't think my, I am. You know you got my number two on your list. I'm, I'm sure you guys got it right, even if it's in the wrong place. And you guys would probably come over to my house right now and gut punch me if, if uh, it wasn't on my list. It's Age <laughs> well, of Steam. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. had it a little bit higher on your list. I, I did not think it would be quite that, uh, I mean, lower on your list, I guess. Well, I see, know. I had it yeah. three, I think, last year, and um, it's only gotten better. I mean, it's only, okay. yeah, we've only. Okay. I'm sorry, I, I put it at 10 because I was, I was a little worried after the food chain yeah. magnate. <laughs> I thought the same thing, Richie. I thought maybe down food was going to have the, I, uh, I have I have won or come second in games of Age of Steam. I don't think I ever have in, in, in uh, food chain with you. <laughs> <laughs> I figured it out though. I, I have noticed. I've noticed that Clef does not mark plays that he uh, that he goes bankrupt in Age of Steam. I've noticed that. So oh, we mark it though. Oh, don't yeah, worry. I know. I know. I know. I, I <laughs> get kept track. About, I do too. No, you, you don't. You, Clef goes. I'm going upstairs and going to bed, and then he doesn't mark it down. <laughs> 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 All right. So uh, Age of Steam is so great. The variability is so awesome, and uh, with the auction, you know how tight it is and managing your money. It is so awesome. I just, I really love that game. Uh, so Age of Steam has to be my number two. And number one, um, I don't think it's on any of you guys' top tens at all, but Gaia Project had to be there. Uh, Jens Drogemuller and Helga Ostertag had to be uh, had to be on here because it's just, there's so much to explore, so much variability. I think there is a common thread, though, that games I'm bad at, I still, you know, they're high up on my list, with the exception of maybe Food Chain. But uh, I'm not very good at this game. I do really like it solo, even though it can be quite fiddly. But I, uh, I, it's just, there's so much to explore. There is so much to explore. Um, each faction plays fairly differently, and uh, it, is, it is a quintessential uh, deep Euro for me. It's it's a great game, uh, yeah. That's 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 a good good pick there for sure. I, that's one I had. I, did you have that at number one, Richie? Yeah, I had that at number one. Yeah, 
the only thing I had on uh, my list, just I didn't, I didn't know because he's been playing so many 18xx games. Yeah. I just put 18 something. Yep, I did too. <laughs> that might crack, <laughs> might crack that, the top ten. The, the, the Gricola was the one I didn't think of, so I did too. Yeah, I put I the 18 something. Yeah. Yeah, those I just haven't had enough plays, and they all fell. You know, the, you you heard most of them in my 20 to 11. I think. Chesapeake, 89, uh, and uh, 30 were the ones that I've really played. Now, it's ridiculous because I have mechs. I have 1861 yeah, Comet. I mean, I have all these things. and I knew you bought like 30 of them this right. year. So I figured maybe <laughs> one snuck up there. It's I'm, I'm, mo- I'm mostly only getting online plays because... I will say, and and I had said previously, right, that that I didn't do uh, I didn't do a resolution, but I did do one resolution, which was to have a group to play eighteen XX, right? And so, unfortunately, mm-hmm. there are some guys in Lincoln, and we had been making plans to come up and play, and then the pandemic happened. So we've played on eighteen XX a little bit dot games, um, but uh, but that still hasn't happened. It's in the works. It's very close. It's very close. Well, I to know happening. Uh, when. It- when I was playing Age of Steam uh, with Ben, he's he was saying that he's trying to get into 18xx. So you might want to talk to him about some online. Oh uh, yeah, that'd be perfect. All right, well I'll have to talk to them about that then. Well yeah, that is my that's my list. How'd you guys do? I ended up with nine points, Richie. How about you? Uh, so I've got ten. Ooh, I had the one extra. So that that which, Joe that Joe did you have? put him over the top. Well, I only missed. The Grickly, I only missed one. Are we doing, what's the, oh, what's the I point forgot for about in Great Zimbabwe spot? also. That's what it was. Yep. Yeah, the Great Zimbabwe. Yep. yep, so you got 10. All right. All right. Are we doing total overall? Is that what Sure, it is? that sounds good. Okay. Yeah, okay. let's do that. So, uh, Chad, why don't you rattle off your 10 just real quick uh, overall here, just at the very All end. All right, here, so, so 10 was Agricola, 9 was Great Zimbabwe, 8 was Matayani. Seven was Barrage. Six was Pax Premier Second Edition. Five was the Brass Eye. Four was On Mars. Three was Lisboa. Two was Age of Steam, and one was Gaia Project. There you have All right. it. Very nice. Solid list. All right, All right. Well, Clef, it's your turn. I don't know. I so, I don't feel real great. So uh, Richie ooh. has that secret <laughs> secret weapon. So we'll have to see. <laughs> That publicly posted list on our forums. <laughs> I'm gonna keep whining unless I win. I just went. I just went and looked at it. I just went because I was you know, wondering what it was, and I've noticed it's all blacked out. You have to like hit a button so that you can see it. So oh, he, yeah. you could have not He's cheated. Fine. You could have not looked. No, 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 no. That was his guesses for us. The post below that. Oh, someone then went in and asked what we had posted. The post below that is all all the games that we had chosen up to this point. Ah, okay, All right. Sure. So once again, not cheating. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, Clef, give us start us off here. There we go. All right. So uh, number 10 is I mean, you think I don't still talk about medium weight euros. You're going to find a lot of them here on this top 10 because to start off with, this is a game that I can play. Uh, like if I sat down right now with Richie, me and him could knock out a game of this in probably about a half hour. Ooh, I think I got this in the minutes. right spot. Oh, good, good right away. Um, I, it, this is heaven and ale. And yeah. h- here you go. Here is a medium weight euro. I love the tension in this game. There is that wonderful, wonderful feeling when it's not your turn and somebody else is about to move their piece and you're like, okay, don't go there. Don't go there. Don't go there. And then, of course, you either get the, yay, they didn't go there. I get to get there. Or, oh, my God, are you kidding me? And they take your spot. I love it. I love the puzzle of trying to 
you know, fit your stuff in. I love how the money is so tight and it's really hard to, it's really hard game to play well, yet it's so simple and it's so elegant and it's just really, really well done. And uh, there you go. Medium weight Euro, heaven and ale. All right. Well, I totally didn't have that one. I, I instead put clans, which maybe you talked about last time. Clans of Caledonia. No, it, it might we'll still see. be coming. Oh, yeah, so. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> yeah. But yes, I had that in the right spot. Dang. Right. I knew okay. that was climbing for you. I knew that was climbing for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. It surprised me when it made my top 10, but when I really had to think about it, I mean, it just is a game that it, it's one of those games I'll never turn down a play. I'm always up for playing the game. So, so all right. Did, okay. did you, did now, did, did you guys both say you didn't care for the expansion? Uh, yes, I believe Richie and I both feel yeah. that it's it's just doesn't really it's add fine. anything to the game. I mean, I'll play with it if somebody's like, "Hey, I want to try it." But honestly, now I've gone back to just playing without the without it. I think Richie, you sold yeah. yours even, didn't you? Yeah, I got rid of my copy of the expansion because it's mm-hmm. just it doesn't need it. Yeah, and really, all I want is I mean, I really don't even need anything else with it. No, it's it's honestly it's a it's a game that just. In fact, I think they tried and it just doesn't work. I think the game is perfect how how it was. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, my number nine is, um, well, I mean, it's Cole Worley's greatest game, you know, um, and that's not Root. That's uh, PAX Premier Second Edition. <laughs> <laughs> um, this game is amazing. And for all the reasons I just talked about, Heaven and Ale, the same thing goes on this game where when that dominance card comes out, you're looking to see, you know, or, okay, is one of the factions dominant? You know, do they have more blocks out than the other? If they don't, then you're like, okay, how can I get discs out? Just, oh, the tension is so great. And I love to play this game. I'll play it at two player and I'll play it all the way up to the player counts of five player. And every one of them, I think has its own unique feelings that you get to play and how it plays just an absolute masterpiece of a game and has to be on my top 10. And uh, that's a uh, PAX premiere second edition now i'm on fire chad i got it in the right spot uh, see i I had one less but in fairness he said cole worley's best game but he has not played uh an infamous track traffic and he played john company at two so all right right now it's my favorite (laughs) all right right, number eight is uh it is definitely not a medium weight euro. This is definitely on the heavier side. Um, it is. It can be a long game, but it really uh, rewards really major mm. planning and just uh, you know just don't get caught uh, having to spend too much on your paying for your workers, uh, so that when you actually run your factories, you're making money. And that's good old Arkwright. All right, great game amazing mechanisms great um you know trying to figure out you know should i should i buy more stock early you holding on to money because you need to do different things you don't want to have to obviously do emergency sales of shares because it knocks you down uh you got to play it with the full the full thing the you don't don't play with that spinning jenny thingamajigger or whatever play the full game you got the shipping uh you know trying to figure out can you manage that shipping and Oh, there's that, you know, and of course, then the 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 goods uh, track trying to figure out, OK, well, if I put it here, but then if somebody else does it here, then I'm only going to get one good and I need two goods or maybe I want I don't want to sell more than one good. So then I can ship the rest of the goods. 
just a lot of great planning and it just gives me those good feelings every time I, I play it and i don't care about putting whatever the 500 workers is out on the board to start the game off with that doesn't bother me yes it's a lot of setup but it, I'm, i know i'm in for a good long great game and uh yeah so that's my number eight is arkwright i still it's well worth the effort i still say uh we need uh 3d bit space to get on uh, making a pin setter for that thing like bowling for uh for that that would work well so <laughs> the only problem is is then you still have to you put the it. workers in there at the end of the game so then it's set up for the next game so what's you know and i'll quite honestly I'd rather do it to begin the game off at the end of the night. I don't. I just want to walk away and go to Throw sleep. Throw them in a bag. Yeah. It's it's got to be remote. It's a remote battery. A remote. Operated. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, Brockman, get on that. There you okay. Go. <laughs> All right. Uh, I, I had that. I was one off. I had that as your seven. Ooh, I nailed okay. it. Okay. All right. You guys are doing good. I'm proud of you guys. All right. Or maybe I'm just that transparent. I don't know. Uh, number seven is the game that chad already mentioned and yeah it ah. is here it's just a little bit higher on the list and this is my favorite of this type of game you know when we talk about gaia project or uh terra mystica and the, yeah so this is clans of caledonian i really really enjoy the puzzle of this game i like uh you know, what What are you going to go for? You uh, you got the special powers, so sometimes it gives you a little bit of what you're going to look for, but you're trying to get your stuff out on the board and produce, and then you're trying to fulfill these contracts. And the thing that I, that I still love the most about this game is where early, your contracts, when you take them, they pay you money, and then the next round, they don't cost anything, and then the next round, they start to cost you money, and then the next round, they cost even more, and then finally, the last round, they cost even more. And you really got to plan out to be able to get those contracts late because it costs so much money. But that's when you finally start having all those goods to do it. And uh, just recently, I played a uh, an online game on this on uh, Board Game Arena with a few of the people. And one of them was was Joe Farrell. And that la the last round we played, we bought all the contracts. There were no contracts left out on the board on that last round and we both commented how we'd never seen that before because it just doesn't usually happen because you just don't have enough money to get all those contracts and uh so great medium weight euros so once again melanie see i'm still talking about medium weight euros all right <laughs> i had the i had those switched i had uh, oh. clans at number eight clans and arc so i said arc and clan switch yeah you know I, I probably switched them in my head about 30 times so you were pretty close <laughs> it, it could have went one way or the other <laughs> okay my number six is new to the list, and uh, this is a game that when it first came out a few years ago, I played it a ton, and well, I enjoyed it a lot, it did become a little, uh, I don't want to say stale, but it certainly became a little bit uh, on rails with some of the things that were going on with it. And you sold and it, it, didn't you? you and sold I it. sold it, yep, <laughs> and I sold oh, it. Oh, you traded it though, didn't you? Uh, or traded it, yeah. So not sold it, but traded it. Yep, I traded it. One of the it. best trades in history. So <laughs> let's just go back to I sold it. All right. So I got rid of the game because I was just like, you know, I think I'm done. I don't need to play it anymore. And, it, you know, that was that was it for quite a while. And then all of a sudden, um, our great friend and uh, co-host of this show, Mr. Chad Jacobson, says, hey, guess what? I got a new expansion for Food Chain Magnate. And, oh boy, did my pocketbook not like that because, wow, talk about an expansion. 
Um, this is on the lines of, you know, a Lorenzo type of expansion that just absolutely rocketed this game back into one of my favorites. I love all the new milestones. I love how it's so varied with what you can play with. I even love it when we sit down and Richie says, just put it all in. And then all of a sudden it's like, <laughs> I don't even know what's going on. There's so much all, all over the place. Um, it is just so well done and it's such a great game you know initially don't get me wrong this game is still great this just ramped it up and i just i absolutely love to play this game at any time the player interaction the meanness i mean there can be moments where you can just absolutely just screw somebody out of their thinking they're going to get a nice delivery and then all of a sudden you're oh well nope i've got this and now you're not selling anything and it's like oh so painful um, Chad can tell you all about that here in a moment. And yeah, so I absolutely an amazing game has to be in my top 10 and that's food chain magnate. And I'm, I'm really going to say with the ketchup expansion really is why it has, you know, jumped up into my, my top 10. Sure. Sure. The variability. I mean, it makes it, it's insane. Yeah. So. Yeah. I had this, but it was one off. So mm. I had it higher. I thought it had climbed a little higher. I had it at your number three. Mm. Okay. All right. All right, my number five is um, is the as Chad put it the the brass the brass eyes the brassies yes the the the, the brassinites uh, yeah um, so I combined them um, you know because they you know it basically is the same game just obviously with some different stuff I mean uh, but uh, for this uh, this list I'm I'm putting them together this is a, a masterpiece of a game and this is. Uh, another great inner player interaction action type of game. Definitely, it you have to see what your opponents are doing and play off of your opponents. Yes, you can go with a strategy, but you've got to be able to you know zig sometimes when maybe you were going to zag because something changed and you got to move with it. Um, I love the how important it is for how much money you spend in a turn. Uh, dictates you know the player order for the next turn so there's literally times where maybe sometimes you're like oh my goodness i'm i'm literally not going to do anything but maybe take two loans this turn so i can just be first next time and then i can do these things that i want to do um I, honestly I, I just thought to this the other day i haven't gotten this back to the table enough and I, there is no online except for that silly little uh whatchamacallit the old version or whatever that you can play just against the computer right richie there's no oh uh, the app yeah. You can play that against other people, but yeah, I, I don't think it works that well. Okay, so, um, but yeah, I, I need to get this back to the table because it is absolutely an amazing game. So yeah, coming in number five are the brasses. I had that in the right place. Nice, nice, Good job, Chad. I was one off. I had it as your number six. Okay, all right. So number four um, is by a gaming company that no longer makes games. But when they used to make games, they did a tremendous job. <laughs> Number four is Madeira. Uh, ooh, talk about planning and making sure your strategy is sound and making sure that, oh my goodness, there is so much going on with this game. You're placing things and yet the, those actions, you're doing an action then, but then you're going to have an action later on and you got to plan for that. You got to have people in the city to get stuff and then you got to have ships and then you got to do this and that. And then you got to make sure the crowns request and there's just so much going on. And I love this game so much. Um, it's, it's just, just a great solid 
Euro mechanic game. And yes, it is definitely trading in the Mediterranean and trading your wine and your wheat and your stuff for everything. But it is absolutely a perfect game. And really, a gaming company that makes good games like that should eventually one day make a game again, including bringing out an expansion <laughs> for this game. <laughs> yeah, that we're never going to see. I <laughs> I put that as your number two. I thought maybe just the taste of the expansion that we had played with <laughs> had pushed mm. it up a little I, bit. I think he has and to honestly, though, I, that. Yeah, and honestly, I think if uh, we're not going to get it, but if we ever do get that uh, expansion <laughs> from the Kickstarter... I think it will climb yeah. for you. Yeah, I, I think it would for him too, for sure. Uh, I, I would totally agree with you. I think that that would have a very good chance to climb because uh, as much as, I mean, there's still amazing variability in the game because it comes out different every single time. But, um, you know, when you have played it a while, sometimes it does get a little bit on rails of, okay, I know I'm going to do this to do this to do this. So an expansion would be nice to, to see what it could do to try to change it up. And honestly, you could leave out every other part of that expansion if you just gave me those tiles that are the beginning starting uh, resources and powers and stuff like that. I would be happy as all could be about that. Uh, I mean, I want the rest of it, but as you said, we're never going to get it, so I don't even know why we're talking about it. So, all right, I, move I, on. I, I have this in the right place again, which is great. I just wow. want to say, though, uh, Nippon is sort of maybe the more elegant game, but man, this game is really good. And another game that I'm not good at, but when you do feel like you had a good round of this game or a good a good play of this game, you feel like you just sort of cold cocked it in the face and then walked away. I mean, it is a really good feeling when you play this game well. So. <laughs> I like that. I like that, yeah. All right. So yeah, number four, Madeira. So number three, honestly, Richie, I mean, you've helped move this game back up a few notches because it it, it 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 was moving down a little bit and here recently we've been playing it a lot and obviously i had the game where we taught you you know uh, brockman and i kept brought it back out and said hey let's let's learn it i yeah. recently taught it to uh my uh, my eldest child mason and uh, my friend brent and they both loved it um really dan's the only person who i've ever taught this game to who didn't like it so <laughs> but you know Dan's number one's root, so who knows? Who cares? All right. Does does anyway. Dan <laughs> does Dan prefer through the ages to this game? Uh, no, I don't think he's even played through the ages. Okay. I, I, literally, I think the time I taught him was like at one in the morning, and I think we only got through like half a game. So uh, I think he's just poo pooing on it now because he, you know, of that. But um, the game we're talking about though is Nations, and uh, this is a it's a it's kind of a civilization building game. I mean, you are certainly drafting these cards and you start off in kind of ancient time where you're drafting a, a hoplite or, you know, a granary and stuff like that. And you're putting workers out on the board to gain these resources. And as you go through time, the cards start to get uh, better and you have advisors and you have uh, wonders and, you, you know, there are different uh, aspects of cards that you get that you're going to use to get victory points. And then you got a military track and you got a, um, a stability track and you're kind of just trying to make all these things work. And the thing I love so much about this game is it's so quick on, for each person's turn. It's like you, it's your turn. You're going to do just one of a couple of things. You're either going to grab a card or you're going to put a worker out on a person um, or you're going to grab an architect and literally that's it. And then boom, it's the next person's turn. And then they do something and boom, it's your turn. And every time though, you've always got to be okay. What did they do? Okay. Now they got that card. Okay. Should I go for this card or do I think I'll still have this card left over or should I 
put a worker on a military so I can go after a colony. There's just so many different things that you think about while you're playing this game. Um, it's just, it's a mainstay for me. And like I said, here of late, it's really kind of pumped back up there. And I just remember how much I love this game. And, you know, right now, Richie and me and Brockman are in the middle of a game. And, you know, I think half this podcast have been sitting here thinking about, okay, what's my next move? What am I going to do? What am I going to take? You know, yeah. it's, 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 it's that type of game. So it's, it's so great. Wow. And I don't know if you know this. I was because I was trying to track down the expansion, which you cannot find. Ooh, I and got I got the, two copies the, of it. <laughs> <laughs> the reason for the re, uh, the reason you can't find it is because the the I don't know who I can't remember who the current publisher was or the old publisher was, but it it, it has a new home now and it's going to get a re-release with new art. Whoa. It was it was supposed to be this year, but obviously COVID has pushed it. So sometime next year, um, should see nations. So re-release. Oh, Interesting. Man, so I got to bu- I got to buy a new copy of it. Okay. You got to buy so, another copy. All right. All right. Twist my arm. All right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I bought two copies of the expansion. I might as well have two copies of the base game. <laughs> there you go. I had this. I just didn't have it quite as high. I was surprised that uh, that Richie brought it back into your life a little bit more. Uh, yes. Yeah, I had so, it at number five for you. Yeah, so good. I mean, like, I mean, I think last year it was like at number six or seven, you know, so it's not like it's ever been way far down. But yeah, it definitely more I ever thought about it. It's definitely deserves a spot there at number three. So. All right. Well, my number two was my number two last year. And it's it deserves to be at number two because it is absolutely the perfect medium heavy weight i don't know whatever weight you want to call it euro game and that is the great alexander fister's great western trail i mean talk about perfect this game is just everything about it it just moves so fast and so well it's so elegant it's just move your guy do some actions and your whole time you're just trying to get ready to go to kansas city and try to make some money yet oh what's going on here? This player's doing this. So maybe I got to do that. Or, Ooh, they're taking that. Ooh, I got to get to the, the, you know, to get the people I got to put, I need a cowboy or I need an engineer. There's just so much wonderfulness that goes on in this game. And the expansion, let's say just made it even better. However, it's one expansion that I think is amazing that I can say I can play with it or I cannot play with it. I'm fine either way. It doesn't bother me. They're still so great. And obviously, this is the only game that I've ever legitimately worked at on making an enhancement to the game where I made actual player powers for Great Western Trail, um, you know, which I don't play with a lot. And obviously, I haven't done a lot of work with them, but I posted them and I know some people have even uh, played with them that are part of the Punch Bunch. And they've all said that, you know, they, they enjoyed it with it. So I feel like that's a pretty cool thing or whatever. So, yeah, I'm a number two, Mr. Fister, Great Western Trail. Nice. I had it just just a little bit higher. A little bit higher, Richie? No, oh, I had a little lower. I I, I, oh. I took the gamble and by moving uh, Madeira and Food Chain up. Ah, uh, okay. So I had it down at your uh, number yeah. four. Yep, still solid at number two there, so... So yeah, I, know, I know you're number one. Yeah, and and unless you've been living under a rock and not been listening to anything here of late, this is a no-brainer. There is no question about it, and I mean... Certainly, we can go back and, and make fun of, you know, maybe last year's top 10. And, and But that was after like one month. This has been a solid nine or 10 months of literally playing one game more than anything else that I can imagine. I mean, 
if I don't count the ones I go bankrupt in, then I'm the. I still have like 60 plays registered to this game this year, okay? And I think that means – and I've probably played Rust Belt maybe three or four times, and I think I've played like Pittsburgh and Sweden like twice each. Otherwise, every single time it has been a new map. And that is why Age of Steam is number one, is the variability or the versatility of this game of all these different maps and how different it is. And just like Richie talked about the other day, we played this one that I was like, oh, Disco Inferno, that sounds so stupid. And then I'm going to go, oh my God, it is amazing. And you, and you things that you've never even thought of with the exploding uh, you know, dance floors or the chain reaction, you know, and I've never seen that in Age of Steam and it was so good. It's just so, from the moment you start Age of Steam, the very first person who has to decide how many shares am I going to take out? The game is just boom, you're in it. And talk about games that you can lose on the first turn. Age of Steam is going to be number one on that list because it is, you know, I hate it when I'm number one and I have to choose how many shares I'm taking first and I don't get to see what anybody else does. It's the worst. (laughs) (laughs) So, in from then to all the way through the end it is so tight it is so rewarding and when you do really well at a game of age of steam and at the end not only do you get to see this big beautiful board that everybody's made with all these tracks and all these things going here and there and everywhere you know but then you look down and you see oh look at my income i'm all the way up in the the 30s you know and i'm shares i'm only at like five and oh my goodness it's such a great feeling to have that when you win a game of age of steam, uh, you know, but yet I have just as good of feelings when I go bankrupt in a game of age of steam, because sometimes you try to take risk and sometimes they don't work out. And that's another thing I like about the game is it's, it's not a, it's a punishing game. It's, it's not going to be easy on you. And I like playing with people who are not going to be easy on me. There's no one's going to be like, Oh, I'll let you have that cube. So you don't go bankrupt. No, 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 no. If I made a mistake and I, I screw that, then by all means, I deserve that, and that's what I love about that game. It's a good pick. I I, I yeah. wholly approve of, of this one, no matter how uh, how mean it is. It's a great game. Fantastic list. Did you did you have it at number one, Richie? Yes, I had it at number one. Chad, did you? Yeah, with, I had it too. Mm. Yeah, with Clef, because if you play a game, like usually Clef is, by the time me and Chad get two or three plays in, he's had about 10. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and when we, we bring up a game and he goes, eh, what about this? Instead, you know that he's, he's kind of moved on from it. And the fact that I've played as many games of Age of Steam with Clef this year uh, is just, I, I knew it was going to be your number one. Right. Yeah. Just because every time I bring up, well, what about Age of Steam? It, it's not even a question. I just didn't no. know if there would be a sentimental aspect with Great Western Trail. That's the only reason I flip-flopped those. But, uh, yeah, you know. I, I sat there, and there was a moment when I debated it, and then I just really, when I came right down to it, I said, I mean, there is no other game that I want to play more at any time right now than Age of Steam. I mean, it is just, I will play it. At, I'll play it on a train. I'll play it I on a bus. I'll play it on a <laughs> with some green eggs right. and ham. Sounds I don't good. care. I'll play Age of Steam anywhere. <laughs> Clef, <sighs> Clef right. sounded when he was talking about it. He sounded like that uh, situation where Will's Will Ferrell's in in therapy talking about uh, 
talking about uh, girls' underwear in old school, where he's like, I, I, I don't know, it could be could be something amazing I've never seen before, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Might hit the Home Depot or Bed Bath and Beyond on our way home. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, on that risque. Okay, note, that's hilarious. Uh, I had twelve points. What'd you have, Richie? Oh, I gotta actually add mine up here. Let's see. Here. All right. Well, you're adding up. I'll quick do a recap here. So I had number ten. I had Heaven and Ale. Number nine, Pax Premier Second Edition. Number eight, Arkwright. Number seven, Clans of Caledonia. Number six, Food Chain Magnate. Number five, Brasses. Number four, Madeira. Number three, Nations. Number two, Great Western Trail. And number one, Age of Steam. I had 13 points. Ooh, Ooh. dang. That's going to be hard to look beat. At, look Oof. at Richie. Man. Man, I tell yeah, you, I, had, I had three in the right spot, and yeah. then obviously I got everything Boy, else. So you use Joe Farrell's cheat sheet, and you're going to do good. <laughs> I know, <laughs> right? It's just everybody needs to use Joe Farrell. All right, well, hey, honestly, hey, I really only looked now, at Chad's Chad. list. I'll be honest, I really only looked at Chad's list because Chad can be a wild card. You never know what's going to pop up there. <laughs> I would say I wasn't too wild this time. So. Uh. But, no, you weren't. There was no, st- no. stick them in the freaking top ten. No, so hey, okay. it was close. It was close. It's a good game. That's mine. It is a good game. I'm uh, making funny. I know. Uh, okay, Richie, give it to us. I- I'm I'm anxious to hear how how well I did with you here. Okay, so my uh, number ten. It was my number eight last year, and that is Mansions of Madness yes. Second Edition. Yeah, maybe oh, you got in the right spot. No, yes, okay. I you got in the right spot. List, but yes, I did. Going nice. in the right spot. All right. Yeah, it, it is. Uh, I I love the system because this. This is also just one of those where the system works so well and the the app integration is fantastic. So anyone who is against app integration, you just need to play this game and that this should turn you around. Uh, but we just played, we play this uh, all the time with the Stuckies that we, we meet with once a month, but we just played uh, a few weeks ago. And the scenario that we played, one of us was a trader, essentially, you're a deep one, and the rest of them were humans. And you're trying to get it's a sinking ship. You're trying to get passengers off the ship and send people to the right place. And I was the trader and I really wasn't paying attention. And Jessica, I mean, she was mad at me. She was pissed off at me in this game <laughs> because I kept doing shady stuff. And then there was a point where you have to make decisions and you do it in private. And I was not paying attention. And then it, it popped up. There's a crew that was looking uh, how to get off the ship safely. And I, I sent them down to where it had already sunk and they died. And that came back up and I was not paying attention. And then all of a sudden, Jessica's accusing me and I looked up and I didn't know what was happening and I, I lied terribly, but the uh, the Stuckies believed me for some reason and she was still angry. And then I ended up winning the game and they lost because I was the trader and I killed a lot of people. So, <laughs> <laughs> but. Sounds like a typical night with Richie. Richie. I don't understand yeah. what typical yeah. night. Yeah. <laughs> That's a Richie night if I ever heard yeah. <laughs> uh, But it's such a great system. And I mean, there are scenarios where it's heavy combat. There are scenarios where you don't do any combat at all. You're just solving some type of mystery. And there, there's stuff like the trader stuff. But it it's a, a fantastic game. Would you? I got to play it. Would you get in on the 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 Lord of the Rings kind of has this too with the app integration for Journeys in Middle Earth? Would you consider that one or no? Oh uh, yeah, I would. the the Stuckies actually just picked that up because they're huge Lord of the Rings fans. I'll play it. I I don't you know I like the Lord of the Rings. I'm just not you know deep into it, but I'll play it. Uh, I know Joe Farrell uh, was playing that with his wife, and I think they're they are enjoying it. I haven't had a chance to play it yet though. Uh, but when I get a chance, I'll I'll update you guys. All right, cool. Okay. All right, so that's my number 10, Mansions of Madness, 2nd Edition. Uh, my number 9, it was my number 9 last year, so it's just staying consistent, and it is a part of your 
You, well, it should be a part of your diet. <laughs> yes. Ooh, some good green old, stuff. Good old broccoli. Ooh, yeah, some green stuff. I got this in the uh, right spot. <laughs> and that is Concordia. I'm shocked, you know, that, well, I'm not shocked that you guys aren't as high on it, but the fact, I'm shocked that the fact that you guys aren't that high on it, but the punch bunch is very high on Concordia. Yeah. Like if you go look at our geek group, Concordia is, it's way up there. It was their number one when we did that a while back. Yeah. It's a, I mean, it is a, uh, you know, it's a really well-designed game. It is very elegant. You could teach it to a lot of people who haven't played very many games. There's a lot to like about it. I think the big thing is just Clef really likes theme. And so that, you know, that just doesn't come into it as much. Clef, Clef likes to stay awake while he plays games. And, and I just can't. <laughs> I'm kidding, Punch Punch. I love you guys. <laughs> well, if you like theme, you got, I mean, you, you got the base game. That's broccoli. You got the expansion. You got a little salt on your broccoli. <laughs> that's right. And then they, they have the fish market. <laughs> I'm with you. you want to have salsa on broccoli. <laughs> that works. <laughs> and it's stinky uh, when you put it in right. the microwave. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's my number nine, Concordia. And my number eight was my number four last year. And honestly, this has just been pushed down by the things that have come in. Uh, and that's the brass. I just I, I put all the brass together. Wow. Because uh, I feel the same way where it's I, I don't care which one you put on the table. I'll, I'll play it. And we've already talked about it at length, sure. but uh, brass. Uh, would you guys have that at for me? I had that uh, at four I had it at number you. five. I had it at five. A little higher. Yeah. Yep. All right, uh, I will go on to my number seven. Uh, this is one where I, I, I mean, I guess I have to let off the the gas pedal a little bit to get it back up on your guys's list. Oh, nice! <laughs> I got it the <laughs> right spot. Yes, spot, nice. <laughs> uh, and that is Nippon. We've had a couple listeners take a run at me, and they're getting close. So I'm, I might just. <laughs> Not play any games with listeners online anymore. But. <laughs> Maybe we can make that a Patreon stretch goal that you uh, <laughs> play online in the pond yeah. with Richie. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a fantastic game. Uh, like Chad said when he was talking about Madeira, very elegant design. And it's actually pretty simple to teach for the most part. Mm-hmm. And I'm just working on trying to coach people up to play it well. Yeah, there you go. yeah. No, it, it, it's a great game, and uh, I mean, it's it's in my top fifty for a reason. Yeah, it's because it's number fifty. It's still in my top fifty. There's a lot of great games there. Yep. And right. if we ever get that Madeira expansion, this technically was supposed to be the next, <laughs> the next one, one in, to get yeah. the deluxe. Yeah. <laughs> so that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that is my number seven, Nippon. My number six, the best yes. Alexander Fister. Yeah. Game. Yes, nailed it out too. there. All right, <laughs> uh, and that is Mombasa. It was my number five last year, so it didn't really move all that much. But by the uh, way, I was I not just, saying yes to yes. It was the best Fister, by the way. Everybody <laughs> know that. <laughs> and I, I just edited out what you just said. Yeah, <laughs> what? This is not fair. <laughs> uh, but it's fantastic. It, it has everything. You got the worker placement. You got the tracks on the side where you're trying to get. Uh, ahead of everyone else you have the area majority in the middle it's it's got everything that i like in games solid fantastic game and if you had not played it uh, definitely give it a shot uh and i uh, honestly i mean this, the reason it's on probably on my list is is because of clef because he challenged me with the you can't win with the book strategy and it, it just made me really get into this game and mm. i'm very happy about it yeah nice it's a great game. It, it is, is absolutely a great game. Yeah. I added it my uh, favorite Fister, too, I think. Although, I just don't like it at two. That's the big thing. 
Yeah, that is the problem. Is that it, it really you want to play it at four? I'll play it at three. Actually, I like three uh, well. best. I like three is good. Yeah, I think three is best. I think four gets a little crowded out there on the yeah the yeah thing. But yeah, I yeah. I, I, I like whereas whereas like uh, even Maracaibo and and definitely Great Western Trail. I'm happy to play it too. Yep. Yeah, hence, hence right. why it's a better game. Yep, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's my number six, Mombasa. My number five, and I actually agree with you, Clef, uh, as far as, and I guess a little spoiler alert, as far as Cole Worley's best game. Uh, but my number five is his second best game, and that is Root. Mm, yep. And uh, I just played this uh, like a couple weeks ago, a uh, nice four-player game. And it is the different factions and when he was on our podcast even the ideas of factions that he has are just so fun yeah a lot of fun to play with and if you get a group like i think it was um, myself dan mason and Corey, and we played like three or four games back to back to back and if you have the right group everyone knows it and you don't have to teach anything the game just hums and it, it plays quickly and it's just fantastic. It it is really cool though when you think about it. Like even if, let's say you don't know don't know root when you go oh there's this one faction and they're the they're the um, the insurgency you know they're um, they're trying to stop this you know from happening and then you have the people whose country it is you know or they're the sort of the suicide bombers or the, these are the uh, the religious faction they're trying to convert everybody and these are the war profiteers like even just explaining the game. It just sounds like something that, you know, oh, my gosh, I want to play this. You know, how do I how do I yeah. play this? You know, um, I do not score a point there. I forgot all about I, I try to still put this game out of my memory. Hey, you've you've even warmed up to it a little bit. I'd be actually have you played it since you've played coin games? No. Yeah. Why do you say that? Uh, we might have to put that back to. on the Golly. table. <laughs> a couple of years from now, this will be on my top ten. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. Uh, you'll have traded it and bought games, it again twice. <laughs> games that I rated a one that are now a six. <laughs> yes. oh, my top fifty of this list. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that's good. Well, so Richie, real quick, uh, what's your favorite faction yeah. to play with with this game? Ooh, I really like the underground duchy, the moles. Oh yeah, they are really fun to play with because uh, I think this is the one that Clef actually liked as well because you can really get them going and get them built up very strong if you can get your your advisors out. They are going to give you those extra actions, but you have to protect all your buildings because if you lose that, then you're going to start losing them and. Things are going to fall apart. Uh, either them or I, I, I do like the Eerie as well, where you get to, to do the programming. So you this year have, we talked about this, you got suckered into buying games um, or excuse me, buying uh, box uh, inserts uh, because there's mm -hmm. so few games. I got suckered into buying uh, games that I previously played, but I hadn't played solo. So I got root with the uh, bot, the clockwork expansion. Because I want oh, nice. to get that to the table. Have you played any with just the Clockwork expansion? Uh, I've done. I've only done two player games. I think with the Clockwork expansion, I've played Root Solo the the first version. Okay, maybe I did get a, a, a solo play of it in with the. I know for sure. I because I, I basically picked it up so that me and Jessica could play and I could reteach her the game. Right. I love the. I love that expansion. They did a really good job with that. Cool. All right. So that is Root. My uh, number five, and that was my number 16 last year, so it definitely made a big jump. Okay, before you give your number four, I have a, yeah. I have a good feeling about your number four, so I'm, <laughs> I'm just going to say it. He's hoping. Before you say it, I, I, I'm calling 
a former number one. All right, go ahead. Well, before I get into my my four and up, I'm going to actually give Chad some credit here. And it actually worries me because all of these games Chad introduced to me and uh, a few of them I was hesitant about and and or did not like on my first couple of plays. So, but Chad was right in the end. Yes. So, you know, a few years, there may be a bunch of 18XX on my list. (laughs) Yes. Oh, my God. (laughs) So exciting. Okay. Don't, 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 don't count today. (laughs) Not everything's going to be that way. Unless all of a sudden Richie right now says tramways and then I'll just, I'll drop down. I wanted to ask you when you brought up, when you brought up Age of Steam Clef, if you would ever play the very hard variant again. (laughs) What, with the no cubes or tramways? Yes. Uh, you know, somebody else was there was a new map and it's there's no cubes on the board to start with. And like three people all went, oh, like the Chad variant that he taught you. <laughs> so at least you're famous for that. That's right. Uh, all right. All right. All right. My number, number four. four. And Clef, you are correct. My yes! number four is, is my former number one. And that is Lorenzo Il Magnifico. Boom! And, it. <laughs> and and once again, this it, it just got pushed down. It, it was it yeah. was a rough year for uh, you know those medium <laughs> weight euros. We still, uh, love, I still them, love Lorenzo. Melanie. Yep. All right. Yep, still still love him. And I will play. And now they've they've added Lorenzo to Yakata. So I've I've got some a few games on there. I'll play that anytime with anyone. But definitely the expansion is what got this to my number one. Still fantastic expansion. Still probably. Well, it might be my second favorite expansion, but we'll talk about that later. Fantastic engine builder. If you get a chance to, to play it, check it out. Uh, like I said, it's on Yukata now, so you can play the base game for free. Clef was right. It, it did get bumped down. I had a tough time with you guys because I both kept, I think I kept, well, I kept both former number ones. I, I was counting Clef's year last year as an aberrant year, but I, I just, I don't know. I, I, you, I misjudged how, how much uh, stuff changed for you this year. Yeah. I, yeah. And, and I think, you know what I mean? Just maybe proximity or whatever, you know, Richie and I have played a lot still together. And I, I just, I just had had the feeling that as great as Lorenzo is, it just, these other three games that are about to be named are just becoming just that much more, you know, of our style of games, I think. And that's yeah. why, that's why I dropped it. And I thought the you know, I, I feel like I'm going to have your top three nailed also, but that's why I figured Lorenzo was going to drop to number four. Yep. And it did, yeah. uh, but still fantastic game. Still a great game. Absolutely. Yep. Great game. All right. My number three, it was my number three last year. It is Cole Worley's best game that I've played. And oh, that I is mixed it up then. All right. You mix it up. I mixed these two up. <laughs> Whew, that All helped right. me out a little bit. Right. And that is PAX Premier Second Edition. Now, I will say, like my top three, I've been moving around a lot up until this point. There, are, and when I when I get to the number one, I'll explain what kind of set the order here. But all the games that we've that I've played of PAX Premier, I've enjoyed at all player counts. Even the solo, the solo bot is even really good in this. So Chad, check that out if you haven't already. But it is a fantastic game, and like Clef said, the different player counts just give you something unique that you will enjoy at that player count. Cool. Yep. All right. So my number two, and like I said, all these, I mean, they were one at one point when I was making this list and they, they, they've all moved around. Uh, my number two is definitely my favorite, like overall expansion. And that's uh, food chain magnate 
uh, with the ketchup expansion. And this is one where uh, when Chad taught us a long time ago, I don't, I don't even remember when it was. Uh, I, I did not enjoy my first game of this <laughs> <laughs> at all. And it was I know it was because I didn't I didn't really understand the milestones and I don't think I got any milestones. So I got I got splattered. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but uh, with us reviewing the the base game with the expansion, uh, the, I mean, this is just rocketed up. I want to play this in, in one other game right now. And that's pretty much all I want to play most of the time. Okay. Now, does does Jessica like this game? I can't remember if you talked about it with her before. Uh, she does. Okay, yeah. Cool. We've played it. I've played it with her a couple of times. Yes. Yeah, she does actually enjoy this game. Yeah. Cool. Good. All right. Richie's number one is 18. Which 18XX game? I can't remember, <laughs> Richie. 1839. <laughs> oh, you oh, mean man. the Age of Steam variant? No, he means 1839. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, my, yeah, my number one, no surprise, yeah. Food Chain and this were not ranked last year, uh, is Age of Steam. It is. I've, I've played this the most this year. I think I'm up to like about 30 plays of this this year. And. It is one where I've gone out, I've bought every map that I could buy, I've traded for every map that I can trade for, and now I'm at the point where I'm just going on and I'm redrawing all the maps that I want to try. And I, I, I think I have 70. I think I have 70 maps right now. Wow. Yeah, insane. <laughs> and I've, so yeah, I've, I've been, that, that's all I've been doing, like, with my free time. Like, if I, you know, if the kids are asleep and Jessica's gone, I'm... I'm just, I pull up a map, I pull up Photoshop, and I just recreate it so that I can print it for myself. Oh, my yeah. gosh. So, so, <laughs> so this is the kind of thing, like, even if I did like Age of Steam as my number one, which number two is very close, right? Even if I did uh, like number uh, Age of Steam as my number one, I'd be like, well, Richie's got 70 maps. Can it really be your number one? <laughs> 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 hey, I've just I've stopped buying maps because between him and Dan and Brent, I don't need yeah, to no need. buy any maps. <laughs> right? Have them all. No need. Yeah, and I mean I've I've just been going back like because there's like 150 or something maps out there, and uh, most of them are just crazily out of print. Uh, like there's the Netherlands one, which was like in a German magazine ten years ago. <laughs> you you can't find that, but. You know, if, if you know how to use Photoshop, you can yeah. just recreate it. It's just a hex yeah. map. Uh, so I, that's what I've been doing. I, I actually do have a geek list now. because I, I contacted a couple of designers. Uh, Ted Ausbach is the only one that got back to me. So I have three of his maps on that geek list that anyone can go print for free. But yeah, I mean, that's that's what I spend my time doing now. <laughs> Thinking about Age of Steam, yeah. building, rebuilding the maps for Age of Steam and playing Age of Steam. Well, That's we just great. spent, so. what? We spent like an hour the other day trying to make our own Age of Steam game. The, oh, yeah, yeah. We're trying to make Depression. our own yeah, our own map. Yeah. Yeah, we're working on our own map, you know? So, if we, yeah. Wow. So, number one, number one, and number two. It is definitely our, you know, group game together that uh, is definitely our number one, uh, you know, by the Punchboard Paradise guys. Right. I, you know, definitely. I think I think we should make that as our as our as one of our uh, resolutions for next year. We should do a uh, a Age of Seam 2020 map. I think Ooh. that that would be great. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think you could come up with Ooh. a lot of real gotta, funny, gotta, crazy rules. You got to get the vaccine yeah. to the people right. for the COVID. Yeah. Ooh, I like Ooh. it, Chad. I like it. There you go. That is a good idea. Ooh, I like it a lot. <laughs> All right. We're going to get on this, I think. Man. I like it. All right. Well, you know what? I I, uh, I think you should list these off, um, but uh, count up your, if yeah. you haven't done so, I'll count, count up, them up. I'll count up points right now while Richie's reading them off. 
Okay, so uh, my number 10 was Mansions of Madness, second edition. My number nine, Concordia. My number eight, The Brasses. My number seven, Nippon. My number six, Mombasa. My number five, Root. My number four, Lorenzo Il Magnifico. My number three, Pax Premier, second edition. My number two, Food Chain Magnate. And my number one, Age of Steam. All right. All right, Chad. I had 13 points. Dang. I had 12. I had the same number on both of you. I ended with 22 total. 24 for me. 23. Yes. I eked it out by one point. Yeah. Oh, wait. Did you say 24? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You had 12 on each. Ah. 12 on Chad. each. Wow. Yeah. Good job, Chad. No list or nothing. I lost by one. Wow. Didn't use Joe Ferris. Yeah, I didn't use Joe Ferris. All right. <laughs> hey, in all honesty, I think every game on the on, on all of our list, um, I would gladly sit down and play. Maybe, okay, so maybe I, I would try to convince Richie uh, about Mansions of Madness, but every other game, I would definitely <laughs> sit down and play. I'm I'm still I'm gonna play that game one day. I don't care what Richie says. I'm playing it. One of these days I'm playing that game. He's gonna and Chad, I think actually Steph and Finn would like it. Yeah, they might. They might, except that it the only thing is that it's horror. So I've actually looked into Journeys in Middle Earth, which they really like yeah. the Middle Earth uh theme and okay, stuff. Yeah. So they might. We'll see. Um it, as long as they're quick. That's the big thing for Finn. It has to be like less than it like those kind of games, it has to be like our maybe our 15 because he, uh, he there are some that come in at an hour but they're not all quick yeah there are some long scenarios yeah so you know but uh i told joe that i would try that one online because it's got an implementation online oh cool and as far as as far as uh, cthulhu you know i hate it but i did play yeah, yeah the yeah. intro scenario of uh arkham horror card game and that's interesting i still don't rate it over marvel champions because i don't i i enjoy the story part of it but i don't enjoy the luck part of it as much so but i love 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 lovecraft country i mean you guys that tv show whoo so good that thing was amazing i'll check it out yeah i would highly suggest it but uh yeah good list guys all right well there you go punch punch there is our top tens and obviously the week before our top 50s of all time so I suppose uh, we will post these. Well, not suppose we will. We will post these on the our guild, Guild Three Two Two Seven, and uh, we'll obviously have a little fun again, and everybody can vote on which list is their favorites. I suppose if your favorite is uh, Age of Steam, you're going to have a hard time picking between the three of us right now. But um, <laughs> but we'll have that there. But more importantly, um, we we got a bunch of people's last week or last episode gave us their top tens. Um, but if you didn't, we would love for you to go on, share your top 10, uh, give us your thoughts on our top 10s, you know, uh, and just, uh, you know, we'll share anything you want to on there. And we're excited to hear those type of things. And uh, maybe next episode, we'll we'll read some comments and different things and on, on those. Sound like a plan, guys? Sounds great. Sounds like a plan. Well, until next time then, Punch Bunchers. Uh, Y'all take care of yourselves, please, and take care of each other. I sincerely hope in about nine months when we're listening back on this episode, we are at conventions and the world is, you know, a much, much happier and better place. But hey, everybody, have a great night. Thanks for listening. Punchboard Paradise would like to thank our loyal listeners as well as the publishers and designers that have provided review copies. You can find us at punchboardparadise at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at Punchboarders. We are on Instagram at Punchboard Paradise and Facebook at Punchboard Paradise.
Exomama.